0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to
1: Shit Your Shrink Thinks.
0: Get up, you might get down with the sickness, your mother, get up, get down Down with with the the sickness. sickness. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) What is the next word?
1: I don't, you motherfucker, get up, get up. You might get down with the sickness.
0: I I, like the accent. Yeah. I'm going, (laughs) I don't know. I'm going German? I don't know if that is that or not. Austrian? Maybe. I sound like Christopher What's-His-Butt in Inglorious Bastards. Ooh, is that the bingo? (laughs) (laughs) That's, you might get up and get down Down with with the the sickness. sickness. (laughs) Careful, you might get the sickness. Hey everybody, welcome back to Shit Your Shrink Thinks. This is a podcast about, uh, what do you think it's about? You tell me. It's about what we think. It's about mental health.
1: It's about wellness. It's about the craziness of the world and just random tangents that our little mind likes to wander on
0: yeah it is two shrinks talking about some shit well yeah <laughs> welcome
1: to the shit show
0: yeah we're here we're here <laughs> so uh as a reminder as we always start off we do have a patreon a gmail a instagram a facebook find us you can literally type in shit your shrink things into patreon shit your at gmail.com or shit your shrink things as pretty much all of our handles so if you want to find yeah. us like, rate, and review us. Please do so. It helps us out it does. quite a bit.
1: We make some funny memes. We and we like legit make them ourselves.
0: Yeah. These are homegrown yeah. uh, corn-fed memes. I mean, technically. Non-GMO <laughs> these are Gluten-free. These are <laughs> girlfriend food, gluten-free memes. These are also organic. I'm pretty sure, sure pesticide-free memes. So get on it. <laughs> Jump on it. Jump on it. So today, just as a preview, our song kind of related a little. Yeah. Not a lot. Not super. We will be talking about a a continuation of last week's episode, which is personality disorders. Right. And this week specifically, we're going to be talking about what's called a cluster B personality disorder. So if you want to stay tuned, but first we're going to be talking a little bit about what is good because we didn't have homework from last week. Unless you want to talk about something you tried. Nah. (laughs) nah dog i didn't try anything (laughs) yeah no me neither i could not i did not because we were recorded on the same day so it was like a five minute span (laughs) yeah
1: yeah nothing happened happened. other than
0: us being like we crazy yeah we drank some water we peed and that was it that was the whole thing
1: you're caught up so what's good so my what's good was did I tell you that when I did get the job at the prison that I had to be pepper sprayed?
0: I'm sorry. What?
1: Yes. So a What? Yes. So in order to work in within the prison system, you had to get pepper sprayed. Like you had to go to a month-long training where you did learn different takedowns, you learned different protocols, and you had to fucking get pepper sprayed and do like a little course.
0: What was the function of what was so, the reason?
1: B- they there's a multi-level reason. So they make you do this A if there is like a riot and there's pepper spray in the air, you like you're going to get exposed and you need to be able to fucking function. Understood. Like it's going to you wow. know with that stuff happening. And then B if you do pepper spray somebody Then when you write your document, like, if you are taken to court or something, you can be like, I do know the effects of it, actually, because I had to be sprayed with it. Like, if they're trying to, like, question you or whatever.
0: What? Yes. (laughs) In the world. Yes. Tell me about this experience. So. How did we. Okay, just begin. Just begin. I'll ask follow ups. Yeah. So
1: I think right now. So they used to. Okay. A. Also, prison pepper spray is worse than pepper spray you can buy out in the community. I would imagine. This is a high grade OC is what they call it. I can't remember what that stands for right now. (laughs) So it's like bear pepper spray. (laughs) You know what What I mean? What in the world? And currently they just do little like eyedroppers. But when I did it back in my day,
0: (laughs) you walked uphill both ways and got pepper sprayed on the top (laughs) of the hill and the bottom of the hill. Pretty much.
1: No, they like, okay, so they would like put a, they put a PVC pipe to my one eye. No. And then they sprayed down that tube <gasps> to get you in the eye. And so then it infect the, the skin and the eye. And then you had to kind of like walk a little course and then like sign your name. And um, what's, what you don't realize is not only are you like in pain that whole, like it was, oh my God, it was so like. Describe. I, I. I can't. The burning sensation. Like I could not open my eye for the life. Like it was, it was
0: burning. It was
1: so brutal. If I would have had both of those eyes sprayed, like no.
0: Oh, okay. So you had one eye. Spray. I only. I had one
1: eye because I only did the PVC pipe to the one. What? So that's nice. In the shit. And now okay. they only do a small little eye dropper, So They don't even expose your skin. You know. But hey, no, that's better because what happens is, because because they did the pipe thing, later, you know, you know, eventually, like you wash out, you try to wash it out. Um, with water and get it out of your eye. And so, you know, like... And your are After soul. you've done it. Yeah. <laughs> but But later that evening, when I went to shower, because my pores reopened up with the hot water, <gasps> this pepper ran down my no. whole body and my whole fucking body burned. It was... Oh, my God.
0: So your boobie got pepper sprayed. My definitely. boobie did, too. Wow. Yeah. Like, it seriously. So now you're going to speak on the effect of pepper spray on I T-top? <laughs> I, can, I
1: can speak on the pe- pepper spray on all sorts of shit. On
0: nipples. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a mess. I know. Again, like we said before, with some of these social work jobs, they don't freaking tell you what you're signing up like when i t- accepted the position they didn't tell me that i was gonna have to get pepper spray
0: so it's obs- when you're
1: in the training that they're like oh <gasps> yeah this is gonna happen
0: they don't tell you before. they didn't tell you before you accepted no. the position you were gonna be pepper sprayed no I am going to freak out. No, they don't do that. And I'm pretty sure. So with that
1: job, too, I didn't I wasn't the first candidate they picked. So somebody else like had technically gotten it and then like backed out. And I honestly think that's probably why
0: pepper spray. Yeah, because
1: then I got it. And I was like, okay, whatever. I guess I get pepper spray. Like, this will be a fun experience. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, and I've had other jobs, you know, where they didn't tell me shit until I was there. Like. You know, I've worked with different homeless populations where they were even like living above us and I had to do bed bug protocols and they wouldn't tell me, they didn't tell me about that situation until I was in it.
0: Yeah. Bed bugs be falling from the ceiling. Yeah. Bed bugs
1: would literally fall from the ceiling. So you would have to come home each day and put, take off all your clothes and dry them for like 30 minutes to kill kill any possible bed bugs. And I mean, I had a – like, that one was more of a breakdown than the pepper spray. Like, the pepper spray, I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Single instance. Like, yeah, this was like a one thing, whereas that was like, you know, every day having to deal with the idea that you probably have some – So you just
0: get in there. You show up for your first day of work and then it's – And you
1: find out these things.
0: Oh, this is you guys I I need to do a whole episode where I'm on a damn soapbox about conditions for mental health workers. Yes. Come
1: on, you guys. Again, it's like they're like, "Hey, do you guys know how to fight?" Like, "Can you can you
0: friggin' like <laughs> Yeah, you have to have some karate moves. You yeah. got to be a master oh man a friendship and karate Yes, quite literally yes <laughs> to be able to work in some of these jobs i feel like social workers in particular
1: yeah we get some really shitty gigs i'm not gonna lie I, like I f- there are some nasty nasty ones out there
0: well and i i remember you well know, because like every other lady in america i listen to a lot of true crime but there was a an episode on i want to say it was a podcast called cold i'm not really sure but the point was that it was this guy who eventually ended up uh, committing suicide and killing his two children in the home mm. and they were sending social workers to the house to yep. visit with this guy and he did it while she was banging on the outside of the door at the house he not surprised killed them and burned the house down and yeah she's calling there's a lot them- of
1: i've known multiple social workers have stories like identical to that
0: That's insane.
1: And I have been in those fucking homes. Yeah. By myself. Yeah. I have been almost assaulted I don't know how many times.
0: Oh, my God. This is just so (laughs) insane. Why are we... Why, first of all, are social workers not getting paid more? And second of all, mental health workers and therapists in general. Yes. And second of all, what the fuck with these working conditions? That's not consent. We're not... I mean, you can't just... Pull a fast one on us and be like, "Okay, you consented." That's not how that works. That's not how consent goes, everybody. I'm sorry. right. Yeah, just
1: like with sexual consent, yeah. like we need workers' consent. Yes, <laughs> you need
0: to tell us what we're actually going to be doing. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, that is bananas. Yeah, and I remember on the episode hearing the nine one one call where she is trying to explain feverishly to this in great terms to this nine one one operator i think i might
1: have heard about this situation in particular a moron too in yeah there.
0: and she's she's like you, somebody needs to get out here he's going to do something and they're basically and they're
1: like no there's nothing is ha-. like yeah yeah and
0: then kind of gaslighting her mm-hmm. and just pretending it's not a big deal and yeah yeah wow god <laughs> bed bugs and pepper spray oh no
1: yeah Uh yeah and 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 drugs and needles and i mean the things and people being naked and
0: oh yeah people having sex just
1: behind the sheet as i'm trying to talk to somebody you know like serious crazy fucking shit yeah
0: yeah (sighs) yeah lots of lots of drugs lots of drugs yes lots of drugs
1: oh you you just took that needle out of your arm okay
0: yeah I will say that I've seen way more naked people in this line of work than I than ever you expect. Yeah, I,
1: I'm not a fucking nurse. Like, yeah. don't show me your nakedness. Yeah.
0: I'm...
1: <laughs> okay. I've been shaking your penis at me. God, blessed.
0: I can tell you. I can give you one. Uh, <laughs> this will be my what's good. I had a different one, but I don't remember if I told you the story or not. But once upon a time, I worked on a mm, let's call it a medical inpatient floor it wasn't a psychiatric inpatient floor it was a medical inpatient floor where i was doing some neuropsych testing so people who had brain injuries people with dementia Mm -hmm. um, people who actually just were fine but like got into a car accident we want to make sure everything was fine etc so i walked into one room i was told one thing and it was a different thing so i was told that we had a woman on our hands let's say she's in her yeah 60s let's say and that she was cognitively doing great she had just been in a car accident we just needed to test her to make sure she was okay to discharge from the hospital let the okay. doctors know the results etc mm-hmm. when i came into the room <laughs> when i had entered what had happened was oh no she was just butt ass naked just standing staring at the door as if she was waiting for me she didn't know i was coming i mean to be fair so she's just butt ass naked staring at the door waiting for me i knocked i before i came in i said let's call her miss smith said knock knock miss smith this is dr sunny i'm here to do this thing would it be okay if i entered yes are you decent Yes, I learned to ask a separate are you right. decent question. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, you
0: do want to ask to that question. Oh uh-huh. make sure, and I walked in, and she's just standing full frontally naked after she said, I'm good, come on in, yes, decent. And I realized we had a whole different set of situations on our hand. So I said, "Miss Smith, uh, I've been told you're in a car accident. Uh, I've noticed that you are not wearing a single stitch of clothing perhaps we could put on some clothes and I could do some And talk to you, yeah. And she said, yeah, okay, that sounds good. I'll put on some clothes. I said, okay, would you like me to come back in half an hour? She said, no, I just need five minutes. I said, okay. I exited the room. I'll wait outside. Let me know when you are ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Five minutes later, okay, Dr. Sunny, come on in. I come back in and there are two (laughs) – Two hand towels, like tiny, tiny, like washcloth hand towels placed upon her nipples, and just like the rest of her situation is still fully out. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, all right, well. and I, I didn't know. I mean, I was still I was still really I think I might have been in residency at that time. And so I just was like, all right, I guess we're just doing this test. I guess we're just I doing it know. naked. I don't know. <laughs> we're just doing <laughs> testing with these like little tiny hand washcloths on your nipples right now. And I'm gonna
1: just <laughs> Great. That was the part I really wanted covered was the nipples. I was real concerned about that part. <laughs>
0: She looks. she's like dead ass looking at me like, I right, did it. I'm good. I nailed this. So then obviously we write up the report and there's a section called behavioral observations. <laughs> and so you have to write up. Yes. Saw patient fully frontal after consensually t- brought me into the room saying she was clothed, etc. And then had nipple towels on (laughs) and I had to find a scientific way to say all that anyway so that's my what's good this week I guess just like what is happening why are we not I'm not trying to be a jerk but I really feel like we need to be paid real money we're not paid real money compared to other medical providers and it's like what is going on Right. right now I mean more in medical settings, it's a little bit better, but come on. Right. Yeah. This some is- of the
1: stuff that, that we are exposed <laughs> to and see is just like, Whoa.
0: Okay. all right. I guess this is where we're at. <laughs> that's what we're doing okay. right now. <laughs> anyway, so that's what's good this week. Let's talk about. We're going to shift gears a little bit to cluster B personality disorders. So, as a reminder, just from last week, a personality disorder is a stable, enduring, pattern of personality that is inflexible, causes really extreme social disturbances in Mm -hmm. relationships, um, and makes it so that this person often has a hard time having a job, etc. And it's not attributed to things like mood disorders, like depression or anxiety. It really is, it seems like a part of the personality. And last week, if you want to tune back in, we did talk about how that's a very fluffy way to diagnose something and how... We think it could maybe just be a trauma-related and a genetic thing, but that there's not a lot of good research on it. So keep that in mind for this week's episode as well. Yeah. So So, cluster B. B.
1: (laughs) Cluster B personality disorders are individuals who generally appear dramatic, emotional, or erratic. (laughs) okay buckle up buckle up buttercup yeah so the first one uh is antisocial personality disorder
0: this is one that a lot of people probably have heard of
1: right yeah so this is a pervasive pattern of disregard for and violation of the rights of others so as indicated by at least three of these so failure to conform to social norms with respect to lawful behaviors So, like, if they have multiple arrests, Mm -hmm. persistent lying, stealing, using aliases, conning others, Mm -hmm. impulsive behavior, aggressive behavior, and often violent behavior. You know, maybe they're getting in a lot of physical fights or having, you know, a lot of assaults. Mm -hmm. A disregard for the safety of others and themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, consistently irresponsible behaviors, and yeah, a lack of care. remorse yep. for all of that.
0: Yeah, they just do not care.
1: <laughs> No like, fucking care.
0: And? Yeah. <laughs> what is your point? Right.
1: So if you think of, like, the old, like, psychopath or sociopath, that those were old terms that yeah. were broken down and kind of morphed into this. Yes. Um, so now this is the diagnostic term kind of to cover yeah, so we, we really don't use – I mean – No, we don't use those terms. Yeah, we'd be those like, are, that
0: person's a psycho, short for psychopath, which used to be a term right. uh, for this, or a sociopath. Uh, we don't we don't really say that anymore, and it's kind of like we would never say a that in a – little degrading. Yeah, exactly. It's a little bit – like we wouldn't say that in a treatment team. No. And it's kind of how you know somebody doesn't have a lot of background in mental health because right. you're, you're thinking, yeah, that's not what that
1: – That's not what that is anymore. that's not what that is, not, is anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, it is, we do have to rule out other things that could be causing this behavior. So, it's a personality disorder if it is not, it's kind of like a disorder of exclusion. Yeah. Which is a lot of personality disorders, honestly. It's a personality disorder if it is not substance use related specifically. Like, they're not doing these things only under the influence of something. Right. It's not that they are psychotic, uh, seeing or hearing things that aren't there, delusional which might constitute schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're doing it under mania or bipolar conditions only. Right. It is, nope, this is your personality. Right, yeah. You just don't give a F, and you tend to be pretty
1: aggressive and just take what you want. You, you do what you want, you take what you want, and you have no care how that affects anybody.
0: Yes. I had here that some examples, just like fictional examples. Ooh, yeah, yeah, hit me, hit me. Yeah, These these are – and keep in mind, everybody, these are really extreme – but they can be actually more subtle than this. And we can talk about this at some point. But the ones that I had are classics. Dexter. Sure. Walter White from Breaking Bad. Okay. I had The Joker. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right? Okay, the Joker. Okay. Uh, sure, sure. A very personable yeah, antisocial person. Right. I think it is possible. Yeah, they can be charming. Yep. Uh, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So just had some kind of like... Different flavors in there. Yes, because they
1: there are different flavors of this for yes. sure. I mean, I swear seventy percent of the inmate population was like given this diagnosis. Oh, I'm sure. I yeah. mean, I think sometimes you know some of them were just really ing- engaging in criminal behavior, and it didn't really mean that they met this criteria. Yeah, but there were a lot of people who did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure, that makes sense. So. It was definitely something that I worked a lot with, especially because I worked a lot with the violent offenders in pers- in specific. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if they're doing the assaults and tend to be aggressive and, you know, doing
0: gang shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably f- having some of the stuff. It might correlate. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. I, I think that I often see, uh, <laughs> in my line of work, when I see antisocial personality disorder, it is is people who are who have remained outside of the system and who have put their talents to good use in pro-social ways as much as possible. But I have met surgeons who are antisocial. Oh, I, yeah. have I... Who are anti-social. Mm-hmm. I have met attorneys who are antisocial. I have met, well, a, a great deal of special forces team members who probably yeah. are antisocial. And I don't think it is always... I don't want to demonize it in the sense of it's not always, always, always that this person is like actively hurting other people necessarily. You can deploy these talents in a way that- That is still sort of pro-social.
1: Again, you only need three of those things to fit criteria. Right.
0: So it could be impulsive, disregard for safety of self and others, and irresponsible, and maybe lack of remorse would be things I could see in those four groupings that might not land you in prison right and in certain situations might actually get you further yeah
1: or even the 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 lying or the conning others Mm -hmm. you know those things
0: are used in i mean not always great ways but they yeah. yeah i'm not to be i'm not trying to make any kind of political commentary i'm literally just saying in american culture right now as far as some of the strategies to get to ahead in a capitalist mm-hmm. kind of society that a lot of these personality traits can be rewarded They're
1: reinforced really sure. extensively yeah, yeah again as long as you're not actually doing the breaking the law mm-hmm. breaking the law breaking the law <laughs> bah, bah. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it it, yeah. it, uh, it can be beneficial uh, i think a lot of like a hawk and dove paradigm where if everybody is doves, kind of peace seekers, getting alongers, and you're a hawk, you can take that system for all it's worth. Yeah. And I think that comes a lot yeah. with antisocial personality disorder. Right. So yeah, I see it take in my what office fairly often. Yeah. Um I think women with it get not misdiagnosed. Seen. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I think they just they just float right through but wow, that can be scary
1: yeah they those they're they're conning lying though like the women who have that have that part of this diagnosis Mm -hmm. on such a level that it is legit scary (laughs) it's like oh damn yeah i definitely
0: get some chills when i there's there's a a level there's like a sick level where i'm like wow that's just impressive where i'm like i don't even know how you came up with that that's so impressive um but yeah i i I didn't see males diagnosed with this more often agreed yeah yeah. But again, I think it is, it's is—it's on that spectrum. Well, and it's because those are the behaviors that would land somebody in the system. Right. So people aren't going to be diagnosed with it when they've turned it to something pro-social. You're not going to – I mean, I can think of a, a woman who was a neurosurgeon who um, – <laughs> uh blackmailed many 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 members of her neurosurgery team Mm. and kind of created this hierarchy hunger games-esque structure and yeah but i mean she was exceptionally good at what she did she saved a lot of lives and still antisocial didn't end up in the system i mean this is just anecdotal i saw this person and thought hmm i'm not your therapist I am also very scared of you (laughs) and I'm pretty sure you are antisocial and that that that, that's a thing that happens so sure that's one example of a cluster B personality disorder what is the next one we're gonna have a whole episode about this next yeah so this
1: next one we're not gonna dive into too much it's borderline personality disorder so this does fall into that cluster B but we're gonna save it for its own special episode. Yes. Um. This one is often misdiagnosed or overdiagnosed. It gets confused with uh, bipolar disorder a lot. So we just really want to deep dive into it. Yes. To clarify it a little deeper.
0: Yes. I will just give you some samples of possible um, characters characters that, that could have just and you I like it. you you throw out what you like about this. But I had a Anakin Skywalker. I don't know if you've ever <sighs> seen the earlier Star Wars movies. Yeah, I did. Like, kind of an intense fear of ab- abandonment. Fair. Then some uh, w- really Rageful frantic moments. efforts sure. to avoid that abandonment. Lots uh-huh. of childhood trauma history. Yeah, I mean, Anakin Skywalker You're- You're going dark. Yeah, that's
1: fair. Actually,
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, I-, I definitely had also Clementine from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Some of that mm. impulsive decision making where she decides to delete her ex from her memory entirely uh lots of i hate you don't leave me kind of mm, interactions yeah. and probably also trauma history so this is this is one that's a bit again harder to categorize because it probably it is really is like to trauma. me it really is
1: mostly probably trauma yeah, yeah.
0: so we'll, we'll talk about that on a separate episode and i think a lot of People have this. I see this a lot. I I, I see that a lot. So yeah. I don't want to over pathologize or demonize that one because it's just like yeah, it's a lot of these characters. Some of us have, you know, a couple of these characteristics and don't meet criteria. So we'll save it for a full episode. Right. So the next cluster B personality <laughs> disorder is histrionic personality disorder. This is a this is a party on Wayne. This
1: this is a party on Wayne. So this is a pervasive pattern of excessive emotionality and attention-seeking.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: at least three, or I'm sorry, at least five of the following of these. So uncomfortable in situations where they are not the center of attention, Constantly seeking attention, yes, lots, very dramatic, very, very dramatic, dramatic, excessively emotional, and often sexually provocative to gain that attention. Like a Jessica Rabbit,
0: yeah, sort of, and like,
1: sometimes in really inappropriate situations. Like this is like a very professional thing, and they're they're doing some sexy. Yeah, you know? like,
0: we're we're at a funeral, dog. Why are you wearing a speedo? Like, yeah, like, like well, this is like wild, out right? Of, out of, not like a little spicy and a little saucy and a little odd of a situation no speedo at a funeral kind of yeah yeah yeah.
1: tends to have like shallow and rapidly changing emotions they show that self-dramatization like theatrically they exaggerate their expression of emotion i love you you're my favorite
0: person in the world you're the most
1: amazing yeah
0: yeah sure but you don't really know them no
1: right yeah you like just met them but they're like oh my god you're so I feel like I've known you for ages, darling. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> I don't know why we're going with the darling, but I like it. <laughs> I just feel like a person who has histrionic personality disorder would do that. Smokes sure. a cigarette out of those long, long sticks. Ones? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like really long cigarettes and histrionic personality disorder go together for me. I have no idea I why. It. I don't Well,
1: because it's, it's excessive and dramatic. Yeah. Sure.
0: Right. <laughs> this cigarette is excessive yes very long yes
1: they they do have that excessive concern for their physical appearance right because they are kind of that oozing sexuality they tend to speak very dramatically and have very strong opinions but there's a lot of like few facts or details to back them Mm up yeah um they can actually be easily suggestible and kind of influenced by others yeah and again, they, they tend to think those relationships are closer than they really are.
0: Yeah, that part makes me actually sad. I agree. Yeah. there's We we joke about this, but some of these were like, oh, that's actually sucks. Right. We, we don't love that. Sorry. Uh, it's We rule out other personality disorders for this one, and it's not under the influence of a substance specifically. Right. And it's not, you know, a medical condition that caused it. They didn't right. have a stroke. And then this is how things turned out. This is, you know... They will often, <laughs> they will often look like characters such as. <laughs> I know this one is really ridiculous. It's not actually this one, but I had Michael Scott. <laughs> oh God!
1: I mean, he is a little bit because he is very attention seeking and he is very dramatic, and he'll these relationships throw...
0: are really close. You're right. That are not close at all. That's he, fair. He says he wants a million kids because then he'll have a million friends. I right? Mean, whoa!
1: You're right. Yeah. So Michael, when he's not dramatic, like, when when um, <sighs> Phyllis is the Santa Claus. He is like so ridiculously yes. dramatic because he's not the center of attention, being Santa.
0: Yes. And like th- Does you know, he, up as Jesus?
1: he dresses up as Jesus, and then he like puts his like Santa hat in the like punch bowl, and like people are doing gifts, and yeah. he's like on the mics yeah, bitching. Like, yeah. 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 I, I mean, that's that's kind of a male representation. I uh, never thought about that. Yeah, a little well, bit. Maybe.
0: That, that's the thing of histrionic personality disorder. Like, a lot of times, he doesn't have the sexuality piece, really. But a
1: lot of <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Holly said as he's eating cheeso <laughs> poofs that he's oozing sexuality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say that a lot of times histrionic gets diagnosed in women, yes. mostly. And I kind of almost think of a jessica rabbit elizabeth taylor kind of image just like larger than life very seductive beautiful very well tailored but like just shallow ability to connect and engage and that it causes disruptions and disturbances in their life i also had scarlett o'hara from gone with the wind Um, and then pretty much the person that kim kardashian portrays i don't know that that's like who, kim who she actually is, is but like there's kind of that vibe there um and derek zoolander <laughs> oh. <laughs> so just some examples of things that would just be kind of over the top i might have seen this twice in my clinical practice again yeah it's rare. i
1: i haven't seen it very often i don't think anybody has been quite that level of you know again the attention seeking and the <sighs> Over-dramatization, they haven't quite came across that too often. But yeah, yeah, I mean, again, they tend to charm their new acquaintances. Because they're so enthusiastic, they appear so open and flirtatious, but the qualities tend to kind of wear a little thin since they do want to always be that center of attention.
0: Right. Right. And they may cause dramatic scenes to focus back on themselves. Right. And that's part of what the personality disturbance is. Yeah.
1: And And they can be manipulative and kind of play the victim. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that can be challenging also to kind of handle. Uh, They really want novelty, stimulation, like new people, new things, new events, new, 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 better, 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 more, more, more. Right. Excitement. Yep. Excitement. They get bored with usual routines. There's kind of a – I don't know if you watched Inventing Anna – Mm -mm. But the Anna Delvey character is kind of has a little histrionic flavor also. Well, a narcissistic flavor, but also a histrionic flavor. She's a con woman. Okay, Um, So, you know, often I think what we're not saying is that these the cluster B personality traits kind of. It, sometimes it's hard to separate them out because they morph into each other a lot. Yeah,
1: there's a lo- there's a fair number of overlap.
0: Yeah, so when I reference, you know, inventing Anna and Anna is this con woman who's larger than life. She dresses in Chanel and Fendi and all these beautiful clothing. She steals a bunch of money. She is very engaged with new situations, new people, wants to be known, center of attention, mm-hmm. her catchphrase is, I'm building something, right? She's very dramatic. <laughs> but we could really probably put her under a lot of these cluster B. They they really overlap and it's hard for us as clinicians to determine, huh, is this the next one? Narcissism? Is it histrionic? Is it borderline? What are we is it antisocial? What are we doing here? Right. So if you as the layman are getting hung up on these. I, I don't know what this is. Keep in mind that we as gl- clinicians, yeah, sometimes it's hard. Very <laughs> often we'll just say there are cluster B personality traits, mm-hmm. and what we mean is that there's some flavors of all of these, and we all- have
1: yet to define <laughs> if it's one in specifically or yeah. not. Yeah,
0: and that might be a problem with the DSM. Sure, because a lot of these are again probably based in trauma. So right, there's a reason why it's hard to diagnose because it's maybe not
1: right yeah there might be a reason they're attention seeking yeah you know there might be a reason why they're a little overly sexualized
0: which is really unfortunate yes you know (laughs) so what's Uh, the next one hit me with the hit me with the last the next one
1: is narcissistic personality disorder it's all about me it's all (laughs) about me, me. me We don't we already deep dove into this back in episode ten. Yes. So we're not gonna spend a lot of time on it. But it's just a reminder. Right. So again, it's it's basically that belief that you're special or more important than others. You maybe fantasize about power, success, attractiveness. There might be a failure to recognize other people's needs and feelings, that exaggeration of achievements or talents, expectations of consistent praise and admiration, arrogance. a little bit of arrogance going on in mm-hmm. there. Uh, Unreasonable expectations of favors and advantages. Don't you
0: know who I am? Yeah,
1: and they often take advantage of others, and they... Often envy others or believe that others envy them. Mm-hmm. So
0: maybe Anna Delvey from inventing Anna, Gaston from Beauty and Ooh, the. Ladies. Yes, what? No one does like Gaston. No, no, no. Like Gaston, no, 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 no. No one eats six dozen eggs like, like Gaston. Gaston. <laughs> remember, he lifts that the whole big bench of women. Yeah, I was gonna say tray of ladies. Wow. <laughs> I've not slept in so long. He lists He lifts an hors d'oeuvre platter Ooh, of babes. They are babes. <laughs> they're they're all babes. And he lifts all three of them up with one hand. He does. Gaston is a narcissist. Uh, we've got, I had Jeffrey Baratheon, uh, or Joffrey Ooh, ba- Baratheon from oh, Game of Thrones. Hell yeah. Uh, and then probably on the antisocial spectrum, whatever that one dude's name was, that real crazy one who married Sansa Stark. Ugh,
1: oh, I name? hate that.
0: Yeah, that guy—he's antisocial. Oh yeah, that's an example. That's dis- yeah, yeah, he's not—he's—he's he's not narcissistic. He's full-blown antisocial. <laughs> and then we've got—I had Gregory House also as narcissistic. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So just again, like what we wa- what I really want to communicate about personality disorders, as every other disorder in the whole DSM, is that they all present as differently as a flower is differently from another flower right each thing is as different as a snowflake is to another snowflake right they are different not all people with ptsd are the same person right it's a listing of symptoms not necessarily who you are so when i give yes, these different... i love
1: that listing of symptoms it's not who you are
0: yeah so when i give these character references you can see that all these characters are actually Kind of different. Very different. Yeah. yeah. And so just because you n- meet some of these symptoms, you don't even necessarily meet the same symptoms as another person with the same disorder by the DSM. Right. So yeah, just keep in mind this is really flexible. And yeah uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get married to diagnosis really. Just no. if I were you. No. But yeah. it is helpful.
1: Again, yeah. there, helpful there's a reason treatment. it exists. It's yes. helpful for treatment. And again, and sometimes it's helpful for us to take a little look in the mirror.
0: Yeah 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 yeah
1: <laughs> and those narcissists
0: sure do love to look in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> only they're not seeing the right things <laughs> uh, shut up baby i know it i'm already doing it oh, beautiful. <laughs> i'm already mm. beautiful okay so the last cluster is cluster c of personality disorders these are individuals who often appear anxious or fearful yeah but it is not anxiety disorders Right. Interestingly enough.
1: Yes. Which is a big rule out for a lot of these. Yes. Yeah. So what do we got? So the first one is avoidant personality disorder. Mm -hmm. So this is that pervasive pattern of social inhibition, feelings of inadequacy, and just a hypersensitivity to negative evaluation. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to meet at least four of these following. So you avoid occupational activities that involve significant interpersonal contact Mm -hmm. because you fear that criticism or that disapproval or that rejection. Mm -hmm. You might be unwilling to get involved with people unless you're certain they like you. Which (laughs) is... probably not going
0: to happen right so you probably just don't them.
1: yes you tend to restrain yourself within your intimate relationships like you withhold your feelings you don't really talk much about yourself because again you're really fe- like fearful of being shamed or ridiculed mm-hmm. you tend to be preoccupied with feeling criticized um or or if you were criticized uh get preoccupied with any rejection in any social situation they mm-hmm. tend to be socially inhibited so like kind of timid isolated maybe avoiding meeting strangers again mm-hmm. they feel really inadequate they feel inferior they feel unappealing or unattractive uh, usually they're reluctant to take personal risks or do not new activities again because they really are worried about being embarrassed
0: or shamed for just doing it wrong right 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 and this is different from so an anxiety disorder might have some of these same symptoms, but it's not pervasive. It's mm-hmm. it's malleable. It's right. something that we can change. With a personality disorder, it's like across all situations. Yeah, it is just yes. no matter what we do, we cannot get this to resolve. And I think I again have never diagnosed avoidant personality disorder. No, me neither. Because really often it's like an attachment reaction. In my mind, usually it's a trauma related condition. That is formed because of a, a negative attachments in childhood, mm-hmm. and so people are often avoidant or have avoidant attachment styles. But yep. I wouldn't really. I I have never seen something that is like this level.
1: Right, that's this level of broad against every person, every situation that they're always yeah. having. You know, and I have it's yeah totally no. It's I've only seen it yeah like you said where it's like a trauma response, mm-hmm. where it's an anxiety response. Yeah. They don't, yeah. they don't meet this kind of criteria that I've witnessed yeah, personally. I, I totally agree with you. So what do we got next? So the next one is dependent
0: personality disorder. Ooh, fun. So this is a per- – Oh, uh, by the way, avoidant personality disorder, I had Charlie Brown. <laughs> 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 Just FYI.
1: <laughs> oh, I dig that. Okay. So dependent personality disorder is a – Pervasive and excessive need to be taken care of that leads to submissive and clingy behaviors and they mm-hmm. tend to fear that rejection or separation. And you have to have at least five of the following. So you need to have difficulty making everyday decisions without an excessive amount of advice or reassurance from others. Mm-hmm. You need others to assume responsibility for almost Every area, area of your, of your life. life. I yeah. mean, major, minor, doesn't matter. You cannot somebody make somebody else a choice. has to make the choice. Yeah.
0: You cannot make this choice. Mm-hmm. For, it's everybody's picking what you're eating, what you're wearing, what you're thinking, what you're doing. Dependency. Yes.
1: yes. You really have difficulty expressing any disagreement with others. Again, due to that fear that you're gonna lose their support or approval. And sometimes they're unrealistic fears. Um, there's tend to be difficulty initiating projects or doing things on their own. Again, you they tend to lack that self confidence in their own judgment and abilities, and it, so it's that it's not that like they don't have motivation or energy. It's that they don't believe in themselves to to do something on their own. Mm-hmm. They tend to go to excessive lengths to obtain nurturance and support from others. Maybe they don't volunteer because they think that that's kind of unpleasant. Like, they're not going to do for somebody else. They just want to be taken care of.
0: Yes, very much so.
1: Um, They feel uncomfortable or helpless when they're alone due to exaggerated fears of being unable to care for themselves. Yes. They urgently seek another relationship for care and support. Yes. Yeah. Like, if one relationship ends, they are jumping into a new one that's going to take care of them.
0: Yeah. This is exhausting, by the way. If you have been around this... Or if you are a person with this, it is exhausting on both ends. It's exhausting to have to do all of these things to gain reassurance, to make sure that you are taken care of. And it is exhausting to be on the other end of it, to be a person who is providing Trying the to be
1: all the reassurance and yes. do all the things
0: and make all the decisions.
1: And yes. again, they're really preoccupied with that fear of being left to care for themselves. Yes. Like they just... Being alone is not an option.
0: Yes, no, that you're not going to find that. Uh, As Michaela has said, they're submissive and clingy. Usually, Uh, they will often tolerate really bad conditions. Yeah, super abusive abusive, things. Yeah, because they're afraid of being abandoned. And again, this is just another like it screams trauma response. I agree. Screams trauma response, and I think we. Sometimes call it a personality disorder again when it's really um, interfering with life on an extra, extra, extra high level and it's really difficult to treat and it's really intractable. But again, the origin points are usually trauma. And I see this one fucking all the time. Like, I don't, I just call it trauma. I just call it. Yeah, I,
1: I think most people who I see with some of it, like, I don't know if they necessarily meet full criteria. Like, I've never yeah, truly diagnosed yeah, I don't anyone with this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, they might have a few of these traits. Mm-hmm. Um
0: but yeah, generally I give them some kind of a trauma related yeah. thing. Yeah, I'll say other trauma and stressor related yeah. disorder, and then I'll specify why I said that. But I, I won't. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna diagnose dependent when it's usually just a reaction to like prolonged abuse. Yeah, honestly. Pro- it's even, yeah,
1: prolonged abuse for yeah. like like yeah, Pro- prolonged,
0: prolonged. Yeah, yeah. This abuse. is usually what I see it, and I. Yeah the i try to come up with like lighter examples so the one oh, okay one that i had was buster bluth from um arrested development oh i haven't seen that. okay i've also got the dad in rick and morty <laughs>
1: do <laughs> okay you, do yeah. you remember
0: the episode where they are uh they're the codependent monster and he's like the little worm slug that's like hiding <laughs> <laughs> like, around, and she's like this big beast scorpion creature. Yeah, yeah. So kind of that like very submissive, right? And again, I mean, think of the freaking abuse that
1: that man has yeah, endured. I know from, exactly like, her and his like yes. de- grandpa. You know, like exactly because so- it's. He in order to stay with her, he's yeah. got to take the abuse from everybody
0: else too. Exactly. So it's like we're joking, but this is like a real <laughs> this Rick and Morty dad. He's a good example. He has a good example. And then I had Peter Pettigrew from uh Harry Potter. Oh, Just like yeah. always kind of following in with Lord Voldemort. He's tolerating this horrible yes. relationship with Voldemort. Obviously, it's abusive. He's not getting anything right. out of it. He's that dude clearly had some drama in his past. Yes. And really can't make decisions on his own. He kind of off his own hand. In Put it right in boiling stew, right? For that dude, so it just you know, like, but again, we can kind of see how this is really just to me screams trauma,
1: yeah, and
0: not necessarily and, personality, yeah.
1: And again, not something necessarily that I have diagnosed very often because generally, I don't feel like the people that I've met with meet like this level of criteria. Because if to meet this level of criteria, it's across like so many ranges and yeah. like environmental things, and yeah, normally.
0: <sighs> Yeah, I think you're getting the vibe from us that we, like, kind of don't believe in personality disorders, but kind of do also. Right. I mean, it's useful in terms of what do we do for treatment, I guess. And it's useful in terms of sometimes it can describe... Or really intense levels of something. Yeah. So that's useful to talk among clinicians, but in terms of like philosophy, I was like, well, where does that really come from, though?
1: And again, it's just like I'm not gonna say that you have this person. Like I'm not gonna say you're freaking dependent. Yeah. Because that's what we're gonna fight against. Yeah. Like and let's it, teach you some yeah, independence. Like yeah. yeah. So I'm not gonna give you this diagnosis yeah. that gives you a label that's the opposite of what I want you to be labeling yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just you know, just doesn't <laughs> feel like helpful. It feels really counterproductive. Yeah. yeah. So the next one we have uh, within cluster C is obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Right. Not to be confused with OCD. Right. This is a personality disorder. Mm-hmm. This is not the same. Mm-hmm. And I had fictional examples, obviously, as Sheldon Cooper and Monk. Clearly, like, we've got some of these sorts of traits.
1: Yes. I also thought of Monica from Friends. Love that one. Yes, because she has to have things done a certain way. And she's really obsessed about details. And she misses out on fun social things because she's, like, so performance-based. Yeah. And... She won't delegate because, right, they're going to do it wrong. Uh And she even had that secret closet where she kept, like, random things. Uh Remember? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Perfect example.
1: So let's break this down. So what obsessive compulsive personality disorder is, it's a pervasive pattern of preoccupation with orderliness, perfectionism, and mental and interpersonal control. Right. At the expense of flexibility, openness, and efficacy.
0: It's just really extreme rigidity. Yes. Basically,
1: whereas OCD is more... It's literally the obsession and compulsion. Like, I'm going to touch the door five times. Yeah.
0: If I don't, I need to touch this doorknob five times. If I do not, my family member will get in a car crash and die. And I will spend hours doing these rituals based on obsessions and compulsions. That's very different than just extreme levels of perfectionism. Right. The names are so similar for such different things. Very different things.
1: Yeah. So you do have to have at least four of the following here. So you need to be preoccupied with details, rules, lists, order, organization, or schedules to the extent that major points of activity is lost. Again, you're so focused on the list that you're not necessarily engaging or enjoying. Yeah. There's that perfectionism that interferes with task completion. So sometimes that means that you might have some dysfunction and distress when your perfectionism is perfectionism isn't achieved. Yeah. Like you might not be able to finish a project because it's just not your standards.
0: Yeah. Or you you freak out on other people, have difficulty working with them because your perfectionism isn't achieved. Right. You
1: have an excessively uh you're excessively devoted to work and productivity Mm -hmm. to the exclusion of leisure activities and friendship. Mm -hmm. Again, this is not that you're like economically needing to fucking grind it. It's that just that you're like you're just that person. Yeah. You tend to be over-conscientious and inflexible about matters of morality and ethics or values. Yep. There's no gray area. No, black black and white. Yeah. There's an inability to discard worn out or worthless objects even when they have no sentimental value. So that's Monica's hidden secret closet, right? (laughs) Like everything looks so perfect, but there's a Mm -hmm. tiny little secret area that (laughs) you got some (laughs) shit tucked away.
0: And they're not going to work with others well. Like, they're not going to delegate a task. They don't think that you're going to be able to do it right. Yeah. And just very uh, tightly controlled over budgeting, spending themselves, might be rigid and stubborn. and. I, like again, when we when we look at these personality disorders, all of us have a little a little flavor somewhere. Disorder sure. <laughs> if I was to pick where my personality disorders were, like, um, I probably have I, I've got, I've got some a few of, of these. One. I've yeah. got a
1: few of these. Oh
0: yeah, I got some of these ones. I've probably got some. Ooh, I probably got some antisocial in there. Honestly, <laughs> I got a little. I got a little OCD one. I got a little antisocial one, and I probably got a little borderline one too honestly like Fair. in the right circumstance i will dead somebody so fast if they abandon me <laughs> if i'm like really open I'm up gonna to cut somebody, you before you cut me yeah <laughs> i've got a little bit of that crazy side and so it's like okay i mean look we I, we are mental health providers and we're saying like we have a couple of features in all of these categories yeah i mean i think i named an a b and a c yeah oh no i didn't i didn't name anything an a I'm not that. I, oh yeah, that's the odd eccentric. Yeah, we're but,
1: not. We're not that well, cool. Unfortunately, I have. some, I have we, some of very eccentric spiritual beliefs. That's so. fair. I kind of <laughs> do too. That's
0: fair. Yeah, <laughs> I think those are becoming more normal. I got reasons. some more magical thinking in there <laughs> I'm sometimes. Just press this crystal to my head, right? And then transfer my <laughs> thought beams into it. Yeah, that's gonna work, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, fair enough. We, so we've all got some of these, and we're not trying to shade or shit no, on any of them. No, no.
1: But again, so the excessive compulsive personality disorder, it is not the same as OCD. And it needs to be, you know, ruled out from, like, any hoarding kind of disorder, any other personality disorders, or, again, like, if there's substance abuse or any medical condition that might be causing some of these behaviors. Yeah. And it is really about that sense of control and that painstaking attention to rules and just those tiny little details.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So there are some personality disorders that don't fall into these clusters, but they're they're I mean that there's a reason they don't fall. They're just like well something's here.
0: Gen- yeah, we just <laughs> call it like general personality disorder, which I don't even I've again never diagnosed that. No, before in no, my life.
1: it's literally like you have some kind of thought thing going on or some you know some kind of pervasive pattern, but I don't know what yeah. it is. <laughs> It's like for the lazy diagnosis. Yeah, we're all just like I don't know some weird though. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that
0: diagnosis should be called. Right, I don't know, and then weird. there's
1: you know personality due to another medical condition or other specified personality disorder or unspecified personality disorder. These are all just the I'm gonna just broad brush stroke and yeah. say that there's something weird happening here. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's it's when you when you have tried your best and you just still tried don't know. Best. Yeah, I it, it I would rather. Eat, eat. I wouldn't, very often I do not diagnose a formal personality disorder. All I will say is like general cluster A personality traits likely due to trauma general cluster and that's not formal you shouldn't do that that's not how people are trained to do diagnostics yeah, and
1: that part, i mean sometimes you can't do it that way because of uh insurance yep yep you have to I, sometimes you just have down. to friggin give them a label
0: yep exactly it's kind of the way our system works but if i have my like total preferences and yeah. my my own total preferences i'll just say i don't know we've got some cluster c personality features here they look like this but they're probably a result of trauma so i'm gonna diagnose other their trauma and stressor related disorder I That's dig what that you know that's yeah kinda, yeah yeah it, I, I don't don't try to put me in a box <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't put me in a box yeah. <laughs> i'm special antisocial <laughs> <laughs> i'm special and rules don't apply to me <laughs> yeah so what this week based on what we were saying this these are wild two episodes what should we do for outside of session practice i wanna wonder
1: uh, you know i don't i was really struggling but now because of what you said i actually kind of want to see like see which clusters i do fall into like Ooh. i kind of want to like explore and think like okay that's
0: a bingo <laughs> yeah like
1: which which little ones do i have a few traits of? yeah mm-hmm. you
0: know what i i <laughs> Can I steal jump on that? Yeah, Yeah, I'm gonna jump on that train. That's a fun one to jump on because I think we need to just normalize Normalize. that this is not. I mean, everybody has at least a trait.
1: You at least have one of these traits, guys. Come on, of
0: course. Admit it. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us. Tell us. Tell. Confess. 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 (laughs) What is that from? I have no idea. Oh, isn't it Game of Thrones where she's where um. Oh gosh, one of the La- the Lannister lady, Cersei, is trapped with the. They don't say
1: confess. I thought they say, don't they? They're like throw
0: her off. They do say shame. Yeah, That's shame. I'm one. thinking of the
1: shame. Yeah, they shame. do say shame.
0: They shame her a lot. But also, I think when she's locked up, they're asking her to confess something. Oh. I don't know. Maybe I'm also sleep deprived. So <laughs> I could be creating a whole new wing of Game uh, of Thrones. I would love to see that wing. Cool, man. All right. The dragons are awesome. <laughs> That's going to be my real homework. Is in my sleep deprived state, write another book to Game of Thrones. Yes, it's going to be great. Uh, fix the ending. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. They did my they did my girl dirty. Anyway, so I'll I'll do that same thing. It's just kind of like noticing personality stuff in myself. Yeah.
1: You got some jokes? I have Okay, so mine it's kind of a joke, but it's also kind of I don't know. It's kind of mean but funny. I- <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. I know. So, it's not like a Jokey. I don't know. Okay.
0: Well, whatever. Here it is. Here it is. Here we go.
1: Hello. Welcome to the mental health hotline. If you are obsessive compulsive, press one repeatedly. (laughs) If you are codependent, have someone press two for you. If you have multiple personalities, press three, four, five, and six. (laughs) If you are paranoid... No need. We know which one you want.
0: (laughs) That was actually (laughs) awesome. Okay, I know. I mean, it's tough because it's like we're salty and we love you all, but we're also like trying to be spicy for you to make it enjoyable. So if we can all laugh at ourselves, like okay, that's probably the better option. Agreed. Yeah, I just had two peanuts. We're walking down the street, and one was assaulted. That's where I went. I would love that. that. That's cool. Hey, we can't always be on topic. We're doing our best. Yeah, do your (laughs) best. best. Do your best. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for tuning in, guys, this week, and we will hit you with another episode next week. Kay, thanks. Bye. Bye.